Welcome Vitality Voyagers to another episode of Vitality Manifested. I'm Courtney Johnson and I'll be your guide on this journey. You know, life can sometimes feel like a high school cafeteria. Unpredictable, a bit messy, and you never know if you're going to get a decent meal or mystery meat. But what if I told you that today, right here, we're going to turn those unpredictable life meals into a culinary masterpiece. Yeah, you heard that right. Today's episode is all about turning life's relentless lemons, not just into lemonade, but into a five-star lemon souffle. So if you've ever felt like life's throwing more lemons at you than you can juggle, you're in the perfect place. And what's on our menu today, you ask? Well, we're diving into the heart of bouncing back. We'll explore strategies for facing and overcoming life's challenges with a twist of humor and a dash of wisdom. Think of it as your life's personal toolkit for turning oh-no moments into aha experiences. From the psychology of resilience and grit to real-life stories of people who have turned their struggles into triumphs, we got it all. So grab a seat and let's embark on this journey together, discovering how we can not only survive the storms of life, but dance in the rain. Have you ever noticed how some people seem to have an invisible shield against life's slings and arrows? They face the same storms, yet somehow they emerge not just unscathed, but stronger. That, my friends, is the power of resilience and grit we're unraveling today. In this episode, we're going to peel back the layers of what it really means to be resilient. Is it an inborn superpower, or is it something we can all develop with a bit of practice? Think of it as upgrading your mental software to handle life's bugs more effectively. And let's not forget about grit. Angela Duckworth, a leading psychologist, defines grit as passion and sustained persistence applied toward long-term achievement. It's the kind of stubbornness that's actually good for you, like insisting on adding that extra avocado to your sandwich no matter what. But hey, it's not all about theory and definitions here. We're also going to dive into some heartwarming and enlightening stories of real people. These are folks who have climbed their mountains, faced their dragons, and maybe even tripped a few times along the way, but they kept going. Their stories are not just tales of triumph, they're a roadmap for all of us in our pursuit to wellness goals. And of course, we can't talk about resilience without touching on the softer side, self-compassion. It's the gentle art of not beating yourself up when you're already down. We'll explore how being your own best friend can sometimes be the secret ingredient in your recipe for resilience. So, whether you're facing a minor hiccup or a major hurdle, today's episode is your personal resilience workshop. Let's learn and maybe even laugh a bit as we discover how to turn our obstacles into stepping stones for success. What exactly is resilience? Well, picture this. You're a ship sailing in the open sea of life. Instead of avoiding storms, you're learning to sail in the rough waters and coming out stronger. It's that inner strength that helps you rebound from setbacks or challenges like a bouncy ball. No matter how hard it hits the ground, it comes right back up. Now you might be wondering, is resilience something we're born with or can we develop it? If resilience were a muscle, how do we flex it? Well, research suggests that resilience is in fact a dynamic combination of both. 
Psychologists like Dr. Michael Unger from the Resilience Research Center say that resilience is less about personal ruggedness and more about finding the right resources and support. Like baking a cake. Sure, you need the right ingredients, but equally important is the oven, aka the environment, support system, and resources around you. Think of resilience as your life's shock absorber. Since we can't dodge every pothole in the road, we must be able to ride over them without blowing a tire. And let's be real, who hasn't hit a few potholes and wondered if their life's GPS has gone haywire? The beauty of resilience lies in its universality and adaptability. Whether you're a student facing academic challenges, a professional navigating career setbacks, or just someone trying to get the grocery shopping done without forgetting the milk again, resilience is your silent partner whispering, you've got this. Now, let's sail into the waters of another key concept, grit. Grit is that extra sprinkle of determination. It's the stamina in your life marathon that keeps you running even when your sneakers are worn out. Again, Angela Duckworth, she defines grit as the passion and sustained persistence applied toward long-term achievements. It's not about sprinting to the finish line, it's about staying in the race, even when you're not sure if you're winning or just jogging in place. Grit is about having a goal so tantalizing, so incredibly important to you, that you're willing to keep climbing, even on those days when the summit seems shrouded in clouds. But here's the million dollar question. How do we cultivate this gritty persistence? Duckworth's research suggests that grit grows through practice and experience. Think of it as building a mental muscle. You start with small weights, daily challenges and setbacks, and gradually increase your capacity to handle life's heavier loads. Every time you push through a situation, remember, you're not just getting through the day, you're developing grit. And let's be honest, who among us hasn't thought of giving up when things get tough? Maybe it's when your Wi-Fi drops in the middle of an important virtual meeting or when you're on your fifth attempt at a simple recipe. That moment right there is your gem for growing grit. Imagine grit as your personal trainer urging you not to give up on those last few metaphorical push-ups. Instead, embrace the struggle, knowing that every challenge is an opportunity to grow stronger, wiser, and yes, grittier. According to Angela Duckworth's research, grit is sticking with your future day in and day out, like being married to your long-term goals through sickness and health, through triumphs, and well, those days when you accidentally shrink your favorite shirt in the wash. Grit is hanging on to that dream of yours with the tenacity of a toddler refusing to let go of a toy. But here's a thought. If grit is all about persistence and passion for long-term goals, what about those of us whose long-term goal is just making it to Friday without losing our keys or our sanity? I mean, let's face it. Sometimes the greatest display of grit is not in scaling mountains or running marathons. It's in the small victories like remembering all your passwords or finally figuring out how to program your coffee maker. Yes, my friends, these are the unsung epics of everyday grit. And picture this. It's Monday morning, you're staring down a week full of meetings, errands, and dare I say it, exercise routines. That moment when you take a deep breath and step forward, that's grit. It's not always glamorous. It's not always about grand achievements. Sometimes it's just about getting through the day with a smile, a bit of grace, and if you're lucky, your dignity intact. So next time you're feeling a little less like a gritty superhero and more like a circus clown trying to keep all the plates spinning, remember, that's grit too. And hey, if you drop a plate or two along the way, just clean them up and keep going. After all, 
Isn't that what grit's all about? All right, Voyagers, it's time to roll up our sleeves and dive into our first activity, Resilience Reflection. This is where we turn the spotlight inward and get a little personal. Think of a challenge you've recently faced. It could be anything, a project at work, a personal goal, or maybe just trying to cook a meal that doesn't resemble a science experiment gone wrong. Now take a moment and reflect on your initial emotional response to this challenge. Did you feel overwhelmed, anxious, maybe even a bit excited? Remember, there are no right or wrong answers here. It's all about understanding how we naturally respond to obstacles. Now grab a pen and paper, or if you're more digitally inclined, open a notes app. Now write down the challenge you thought of and your initial feelings about it. This isn't just scribbling or typing, it's the first step in mapping out your resilience journey. And while you're reflecting, keep in mind that resilience isn't about having a stone-cold poker face in the face of difficulties. It's about recognizing your emotions, understanding them, and then like a skilled sailor, navigating through them. So go ahead, take a few minutes to jot down your thoughts and we'll write right here. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Now that you've jotted down your challenge and initial emotions, let's talk about the purpose of this exercise. Why reflect on your emotional response to challenges? Well, it's like being a detective in your own life. By understanding your first reactions, you start to uncover your natural resilience or areas where you might need to build it up. The purpose here is twofold. First, it's about self-awareness. Recognizing your emotions is a crucial step in managing them. It's like knowing the ingredients in your pantry before you start cooking. You need to know what you have to work with. And let's face it, sometimes what we find is a can of beans from 1999. Surprising, but also a part of the inventory. Secondly, this reflection sets the stage for growth. By identifying your initial responses, you can start to develop strategies to enhance your resilience. We're not talking about changing who you are, but about adding tools to your emotional toolkit. Think of it as upgrading your internal software to better handle life's pop-up ads and unexpected error messages. Each of us has a unique blueprint for resilience. Some of us might be like oak trees, strong and steady. Others might be like bamboo, bending but not breaking in the wind. But remember, there's strength in both. This exercise is your first step in discovering your resilience style and learning how to harness it to overcome life's hurdles. So take this insight with you as we move forward in today's journey. Every challenge you face is an opportunity to strengthen your resilience muscles and become the best version of yourself. Now let's venture into the realm of practicality. We've talked about what resilience is, but how do we cultivate it? Think of this as your resilience workout routine. Just like building physical strength, Developing mental resilience involves consistent practice in a variety of techniques. First up, mindfulness. In a world where multitasking is often mistaken for a superpower, mindfulness is about bringing your attention to the present moment. Practicing mindfulness can be as simple as focusing on your breath or tuning into the sensations of your morning shower. Noticing the here and now without judgment. This practice helps you anchor yourself during the turbulent times, making you less reactive and more responsive. Next, let's talk about optimistic thinking. Now, this isn't about wearing rose-colored glasses all the time, but adopting a balanced view of life. 
Optimistic thinking is acknowledging the cloud, but focusing on the life-sustaining rain. Like being stuck in traffic and appreciating the extra time to listen to your favorite podcast. Hint, hint. This mindset helps in reframing challenges as opportunities for growth and learning. Finally, facing fears. Resilience doesn't necessarily mean being fearless, but courageously facing your what scares you. Think of it like updating your computer. A bit intimidating and frustrating at times, but necessary for better performance. Start with small steps. Confronting a minor fear can build confidence to tackle bigger ones. Like dipping your toes in the water before diving in head first. Remember, cultivating resilience is a journey, not a destination. Each day is an opportunity to practice these techniques and build your resilience muscle. And just like any workout, some days will feel easier than others. On those tougher days, remind yourself, you're not alone on this journey. We're all here flexing our resilience muscles together. Have you ever played with a rubber band? Stretched it, maybe a bit too far, and yet it always returns to its original shape. This, my friends, is a perfect metaphor for resilience. I like to call it the rubber band theory. It's about how much we can stretch, adapt, and still bounce back to our original form, or maybe even a better version. Think about it. A rubber band is flexible. It stretches when needed, but doesn't lose its core shape. Our resilience works the same way. Life stretches us with challenges and hardships, sometimes to the point where we feel like we might snap. But like the rubber band, we have an incredible capacity to endure and return to form. And each stretch makes it a little bit stronger, a bit more adaptable. Now, let's not forget, a rubber band can only stretch so far before it breaks. This is where our resilience building techniques come in. Mindfulness, optimistic thinking, facing fears. They're like the conditioner that keeps our resilience rubber band supple and strong, preventing it from snapping under pressure. But beware, if you don't stretch your rubber band of resilience regularly, it might become brittle. It's like always skipping leg day at the gym then wondering why you can barely walk after finally doing three and a half squats. The key is to stretch regularly, but mindfully. So as we go through life's ups and downs, let's remember the rubber band theory. Stretch, adapt, and bounce back. Each challenge is an opportunity to test our flexibility and our strength. And just like a well-stretched rubber band, we'll find ourselves becoming more resilient with every stretch. Now, as we explore the winding paths of resilience, let's pause for a moment to reflect on the words of an expert in the field. Jeffrey Gittimer, a renowned author and speaker, once said, Resilience is not what happens to you, it's how you react to, respond to, and recover from what happens to you. Now let that sink in for a moment. This quote is a powerful reminder of the essence of resilience. It's not about the obstacles themselves, it's about our reaction to them. It's like being in a dance with life. Sometimes life leads with a challenge, and we must decide whether to step on its toes or move gracefully with the rhythm. What Gittimer is highlighting here is the proactive aspect of resilience. Taking charge of our responses, choosing our attitude, and crafting our comeback. Realizing that we can't control every aspect of our lives, but we can control how we respond to them. Think of it this way. Life throws a ball at you. You can catch it, dodge it, or let it hit you. Resilience is about learning to catch the ball and throw it back, or even better, juggle it and put on a show. 
own your narrative, your reactions, and ultimately your life story. So as we continue on our journey of building resilience, let's keep Gittimer's words in mind. Let's focus on our reactions, our responses, and our recovery. Because at the end of the day, these are the true measures of resilience. All right, let's shift gears and bring some color to our discussion with a couple of inspiring stories of real people who've turned their trials into triumphs. These aren't just stories, they're beacons of hope lighting our path to our own resilience. First, let's talk about Maya. Maya was an avid runner whose dream was to complete a marathon, but life threw her a curveball, a severe knee injury. Doctors said she might never run again. Now imagine for a moment your lifelong passion was slipping through your fingers. But did Maya give up? Not even close. She turned to swimming and cycling, adapting her goals. Two years later, not only did she complete a triathlon, but she also became a source of inspiration for others facing similar setbacks. Then there's Alex, a software developer by day, a gourmet enthusiast by night. Alex's challenge was a bit different. He struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle amidst a demanding career. We've all been there, right? Choosing between a salad and a juicy burger is a battle of epic proportions. But Alex took small steps, swapping soda for water, taking short walks during breaks, simple changes, yet they led to a significant transformation. Today, Alex not only feels healthier, but has also developed a love for cooking nutritious meals. These stories aren't just about grand sweeping changes. They're about resilience in everyday life, taking what life gives you and making the best of it. Maya didn't just accept her fate, she rewrote it. Alex didn't let a busy schedule dictate his health. He took charge one small step at a time. Each story is a reminder that our obstacles don't define us. Our response to them does. They show us that with resilience, grit, and a dash of creativity, we can overcome almost anything. And who knows, maybe your story of resilience is the next one we'll be sharing. Now let's take a closer look at these stories. What can we learn from Maya's knee injury or Alex's lifestyle overhaul? The key takeaway here is the role of setbacks and failures. Rather than roadblocks, they can be stepping stones to greater achievements. Now let's start with setbacks. In Maya's case, her injury was a significant setback, but did it stop her? Not at all. It redirected her path. This is a classic example of resilience in action, adapting to change, finding new ways to achieve your goals. Like your GPS rerouting you when you hit a traffic jam. Sure, you're still heading the same direction, just via a different route. And failures? Oh, the dreaded F word. Cooking disasters, forgotten anniversaries, missed deadlines. But here's the thing, failure is not the opposite of success, it's part of it. Alex's initial attempts to a healthy lifestyle weren't all victorious. He had his share of slip-ups, the occasional fast food binge, skipping a workout, but each failure was a lesson learned, a chance to refine his approach. What these stories teach us is that setbacks and failures aren't final. They're merely feedback. They're life's way of saying, hey, there might be a better way to do this. It's about embracing these experiences, learning from them, and moving forward with newfound wisdom. So next time you face a setback or failure, remember Maya and Alex. Think of it as life's quirky way of nudging you towards a path you never considered. Who knows, that wrong turn might just lead you to the most scenic route. 
Sure, these tales of resilience may make your own personal achievement of not burning toast in the morning seem just a tad less impressive, but let's be real for a second. We often hear these incredible stories of resilience and think, well, I haven't climbed Mount Everest or written a bestseller during my lunch breaks. Does that mean I'm not resilient? Of course not. Resilience isn't reserved for headline-worthy feats. It's present in the everyday battles, the snooze button wars, the quest to wear pants that aren't the sweat variety, or the epic saga of untangling your earphones. I mean, come on though. If you're not using wireless earphones by now, we have some other things to discuss, but I digress. Picture this. It's a typical morning. You're juggling a cup of coffee, your phone, and a bag that seems to be swallowing your keys. You finally find them, only to drop your coffee. That moment right there, when you sigh, clean up, and still march out the door, that's everyday resilience. So next time you feel like your daily struggles aren't grand enough to be considered resilient, remember, it's the small victories, the tiny acts of persistence that weave the fabric of resilience. And hey, if you can make it through the day without spilling coffee on yourself, I say that's a win in the resilience department. As we navigate the waters of resilience and grit, there's a crucial element we mustn't overlook, the power of self-compassion. You see, while perseverance and determination are vital, they must be balanced with a kind and understanding approach towards ourselves. Self-compassion is not about giving yourself a free pass or avoiding responsibility. It's about treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer a good friend. It's recognizing that being imperfect, failing, and experiencing difficulties are all a part of the shared human experience. Let's think about it this way. When you're pushing towards a goal and encounter a setback, what's your inner dialogue like? Are you your own toughest critic, berating yourself with every misstep? Or do you offer yourself kind words of encouragement, acknowledging the effort and learning from the experience? The importance of self-compassion lies in its ability to provide a safety net for resilience. Like having an emotional first aid kit. When you stumble, it helps to treat your wounds with care and empathy rather than aggravating them with harsh criticism. Embracing self-compassion allows you to bounce back more effectively. It's the soothing balm that helps you heal and move forward. It encourages a mindset where challenges are seen not as insurmountable obstacles, but as opportunities to grow and learn with gentle understanding and a guiding hand along the way. So as we continue on our journey of building resilience, let's not forget to pack a healthy dose of self-compassion. It's the secret ingredient that brings the whole meal together. Now, let's take a look at a common pitfall on our path to resilience, the trap of self-criticism. It's easy to fall into this trap, especially in a world that often equates self-criticism with self-improvement. But here's the twist. Being overly critical of ourselves can actually hinder our progress. Picture this. You're learning to play a new instrument. Each time you hit a wrong note, you scold yourself. How long before that instrument starts collecting dust in the corner? Now imagine a different scenario. Each mistake is met with encouragement. That's okay, try again. Can you feel the difference? It's the same with any challenge we face in life. Embracing self-encouragement means changing the narrative, shifting from I can't believe I messed up to what can I learn from this? Acknowledging that mistakes are not failures, but stepping stones. Each misstep is an opportunity to grow, to improve, to stretch that resilience muscle we've been talking about. And let's be clear, 
Embracing self-encouragement doesn't mean ignoring your mistakes. It means approaching them with a kindness and genuine desire to learn. Be your own best coach. Firm but fair, guiding yourself towards improvement with compassion and understanding. So as we journey towards building resilience, let's make a conscious effort to avoid the trap of self-criticism. Let's replace those harsh inner monologues with encouraging, supportive dialogues. Remember, the way we talk to ourselves matters. It shapes our mindset, our resilience, and ultimately our ability to overcome obstacles and reach our goals. As we reflect on the journey of cultivating resilience in the art of self-compassion, let's draw wisdom from the words of an expert. Kristen Neff, a pioneer in the field of self-compassion research, beautifully states, with self-compassion, we give ourselves the same kindness and care we'd give to a good friend. This simple yet profound statement captures the essence of what we've been discussing. Self-compassion is about extending to ourselves the same generosity of spirit that we offer to others. It's about being a friend to ourselves, especially in the times of struggle or failure. Think about it. How quick are we to offer comfort and understanding to a friend in distress? Now, how often do we extend that same empathy to ourselves? Neff's quote is a powerful reminder of the transformative power of self-kindness. It's not indulgence, it's a necessity. In the face of adversity, being kind to ourselves provides the emotional space needed to regroup and move forward. It's the fuel that powers our resilience engine. So as we continue to navigate the ups and downs of life, let's remember to practice self-compassion. Let's treat ourselves with the same kindness, patience, and understanding that we would offer to a dear friend. By doing so, we not only nurture our resilience, but also create a more supportive and empowering inner world. Treating ourselves with compassion is a bit like giving yourself a mental hug, and who doesn't love a good hug? Imagine you're having one of those days where everything that can go wrong does. You wake up late, your coffee tastes like despair, and your computer greets you with the blue screen of death. It's in moments like these where a little self-compassion can turn the tide. Instead of berating yourself for sleeping in, why not say, well, I guess my brain needed those extra Zs. Or when your computer crashes instead of a meltdown, how about, this is a great opportunity to practice deep breathing or maybe test my computer's aerodynamic qualities. I'm joking, of course, especially if it's a company computer. We don't need listeners telling their bosses that Vitality Manifested advised the destruction of company property. The point is, a dash of humor and a spoonful of self-compassion can make even the sourest lemons a bit more palatable. So next time you find yourself in a pickle, remember, a little laughter and kindness towards yourself can go a long way. After all, if you can't laugh with yourself, then who can you laugh with? All right, Voyagers, it's time to put all this talk into action with our second activity, the Resilience Challenge. This is where you get to flex those resilience muscles we've been talking about and put your newfound insights to the test. Here's what I want you to do. Think of a small, achievable goal related to your wellness journey. Maybe it's trying a new healthy recipe, going for a daily walk, or even just setting aside 10 minutes for meditation each day. Choose something that resonates with you, something that's both challenging and achievable. You can even use a goal you set in an earlier episode. Now, commit to pursuing this goal for the next week. Yes, the whole week. The twist? You're going to apply the resilience techniques we've discussed today. Mindfulness, optimistic thinking, facing fears, and of course, a healthy dose of self-compassion. 
I can almost hear the groans. A whole week? What have I signed up for? But trust me, this challenge is about more than just achieving a goal. It's about observing your response to the challenge. How do you react when things don't go as planned? Do you bounce back like our rubber band or do you need a bit more stretching? This is your opportunity to witness your resilience in action in your own life. Remember, there's no such thing as failure in this challenge, only learning and growing. Every step, every stumble is part of your journey towards becoming a more resilient you. So pick your goal, embrace the challenge, and let's see how resilient you can be. Who knows, by the end of the week, you might just surprise yourself with how far you've come. Now, let's explore the deeper purpose behind the resilience challenge. Why are we doing this? What's the point of setting a goal and consciously applying resilience techniques for a whole week? The answer lies in the transformative power of practical application. First, this challenge is about self-discovery. It's a journey into understanding how you face challenges, adapt to changes, and bounce back from setbacks. By actively working towards a goal and observing your responses, you gain valuable insights into your personal resilience patterns. It's like holding up a mirror to your inner strength and seeing what reflects back. Secondly, this challenge serves as a resilience booster. Think of it as an exercise routine for your mental and emotional muscles. Each day of the challenge, you're building and strengthening your resilience. You're learning to apply mindfulness, optimism, and self-compassion in real-time situations, turning theory into practice. And let's not forget, this challenge is about empowerment. It's about taking control of your wellness journey, setting goals, and pursuing it despite the obstacles. Proving to yourself that you can do hard things, that you can stretch, adapt, and grow. By the end of this challenge, you'll have done more than just ticked off a goal. You'll have a deeper understanding of your resilience, a newfound appreciation for your inner strength, and a toolkit of strategies to face future challenges. So embrace this challenge with an open heart and mind. Remember, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. Each step you take is a step towards a more resilient, empowered you. As we draw near the end of our journey today, let's take a moment to reflect and summarize the key points we've explored. Today was all about understanding and cultivating resilience, that remarkable ability to bounce back from life's challenges. We started by defining resilience and grit, unraveling their mysteries and discovering that they're not just innate traits, but skills that can be developed. We explored the rubber band theory, learning how resilience is about stretching and adapting, yet maintaining our core. We delved into the practical strategies for cultivating resilience, mindfulness, optimistic thinking, and facing fears, remembering that these are like exercises for strengthening our mental and emotional muscles. Then, we journeyed through inspiring stories of individuals like Maya and Alex, who demonstrated that resilience isn't just for the extraordinary moments, but for everyday life. We highlighted the crucial role of self-compassion in this process, reminding ourselves that treating ourselves with kindness and understanding is key to our resilience journey. And finally, we introduced the Resilience Challenge, a practical way for each of us to apply these concepts in our daily lives, to truly embody the resilience we've discussed. And now, as we wrap up this episode, it's time for our call to action. This is your moment to take the insights and inspiration from today and turn them into tangible change in your life. First, I encourage you to participate in the Resilience Challenge we outlined. 
Pick that small achievable goal and pursue it for the next week, applying the resilience techniques we've discussed. I'd love to hear about your journey, so share your experiences, your triumphs, and yes, even your stumbling blocks using hashtag resilience manifested on social media. Let's create a community of support and encouragement where we can all grow together. Secondly, take a moment today to practice self-compassion. Whether it's speaking kindly to yourself, taking a few moments to relax, or simply acknowledging your efforts, do something that honors your journey and your growth. And finally, spread the word. If you found value in today's episode, share it with friends, family, or anyone you believe could benefit from our discussion on resilience. Let's widen our circle of vitality and empower others to join us on this journey of self-discovery and growth. Your participation, your stories, and your feedback are what make this journey so incredibly rewarding. So take these actions, make them your own, and let's continue to build resilience and vitality together. Now, as we bring this episode to a close, I'll leave you with these closing thoughts. Remember, the road to success, to wellness, to achieving our dreams is always under construction. There will be detours, roadblocks, and maybe even a few potholes, but it's our resilience, our ability to adapt and overcome that keeps us moving forward. Embrace the journey with all its twists and turns. Cherish the moments of triumph and learn from the moments of challenge. Each step you take, no matter how small, is a step towards a more resilient, a more empowered you. And as you go about your week facing obstacles and celebrating victories, remember that you're not alone. We're all in this journey together, learning, growing, and manifesting vitality in our lives. Now, for those of you who are able and would like to reinforce the teachings of today's episode, feel free to hang around for the next 10 minutes as we allow the suiting alpha frequencies to continue playing. And thank you for joining me today. And don't forget to subscribe so you can catch every enlightening and empowering episode. Until next time, keep cultivating that resilience, keep embracing self-compassion, and keep striving towards your goals. Peace, love, and rising above. This is Courtney Johnson signing off.
Tell me when the bad times are over Love me till I'm calm and I'm sober I can't microdosia I want you to put me in a coma Just meet me in the middle, I'm bipolar Just hold me closer Tell me when the bad times are over Love me till I'm calm and I'm sober I can't microdosia I want you to put me in a coma Just meet me in the middle, I'm